Podcast. My name is Andy Spateri. Joined as always by the one and only Dakota Lasky. Dak, how you doing? I am doing I'm doing alright, man. Uh we were expecting some snow over the weekend and we didn't get it, so while I was kind of relieved because you know, more snow, you know, some ba- that would be bad weather. But at the same time, I like snow. I don't have to shovel in my apartment building. So I was kind of looking forward to it. But, yeah, that was kind of disappointing. And, you know, have a three-day weekend because it is President's Day. So enjoying that and making the most of it. And, yeah, that's that's all I really got, you know. Not not too much going on in Dakland, man. How you doing, Andy? Uh, You know, not too bad. Got ourselves a three-day weekend here too which was very very nice uh tried to catch up on some sleep but uh didn't really go so so well uh we're trying to to potty train our dog in like minus 30 degrees celsius weather so it's uh it's been a long week but Mm -hmm. uh you know what i did have some time to squeeze in some video games in this week and uh i did both of the the zelda oracle games for the champions cast but I also started up the big one, Metroid Other M, today. So, not going to talk about it today, not going to talk about it next week, but the week after, uh, get ready, because, yeah, Other M is, is coming. And I have, I, I think I did an hour of gameplay today, and I have just, like, a ton of notes and observations and thoughts to, to share with you, Dak, and share with the world. Oh, I, I can't wait. I actually <laughs> actually uh, brought my Wii out this weekend because I was trying to play WarioWare Smooth Moves, which is a, a pretty awesome game for the Wii. If, I don't know if you ever played that, but that was one of my favorite games I did. growing up. Yeah, goaded game. And I just left it out because I knew I'd have to eventually <laughs> keep it out for other M. And I'm like, ah, whatever. I guess I'll, I'll leave it here. I still have to actually find the disc for that. I wonder if I maybe destroyed it. Or got rid of it when I was younger. There's a good chance I might have to actually, uh, f- like, really dig for this disc because I certainly didn't do any. I didn't go to any lengths to take care of it, is what I'll say. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm. I gotta put some time aside to actually play the game and you know play it critically. And yeah, I am. I'm not looking forward to it. So you know, eventually I'll have to do it. I am obligated. Gotta so, pay the rent. I gotta, I gotta do it. I, that's why they pay me the big bucks. I gotta do it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so that's and that's coming up soon. But uh, but today, uh, we are here to answer your questions. We did uh, a little AMA over on Twitter at Omega Metroid Pod, and uh, and we asked you guys what uh, what you wanted us to talk about today, and we got a lot of cool responses here and a lot of interesting questions. So. Um, you know, I guess without further ado, let's just jump right in because Lord knows there's not any Metroid news to talk about beforehand. Uh, so I'm I'm good if you're good, Deck. Yeah, I was trying to think if any Metroid news had happened over the past week or so. I can't really think of any. Um, I looked and looked, and I'm, you know, there's there there isn't anything going on. <laughs> there's no nope. You know, developer updates. There's no news. There's no rumors. I would I'll even take a, a retro job listing or something at this point like i'll take anything i feel like this is uh, such a drought we have i mean we did hear something about a job i want to say a few weeks ago back in january um but that was that's the only thing that's the only metroid prime 4 news we've had in 2021 so far we're a month and a half in we're getting nothing we're getting closer to 
what we think is the Nintendo Direct time of 2021, and maybe we'll learn something about Prime 4. We have nothing. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know of anything else to talk about, so um, well, let's, let's dive y- into you it. You know what, too? Um, you know what, too, is that this... So we're recording on a Monday this week, and on the Sunday of this week, so on the, the 21st, will be the 35th anniversary of Zelda, so like... There's got to be something coming up for that, right? And like, like even some kind of Nintendo news. And I, obviously, I wouldn't be expecting Metroid news there, but just like some kind of communication from Nintendo to its fans, at least about Zelda. Uh, so yeah, man. We uh, God, I hope we get something soon. You know, I I did see that uh, Tom Hap tweeted out that uh, Axiom Verge Two is coming oh, yeah. to Epic Game Store on an exclusivity deal for uh, I think for six months or so. That's about the closest thing we got to Metroid news this last week. <laughs> so, uh, and that means literally nothing to me because it's coming to Switch and that's all I care about. So, yeah. Well, that that being said, um, let's just dive right into these questions. Again, thank you to everybody that asked us something. If you want to uh, ask a question in the future, make sure that you're checking us out over on Twitter at Omega Metroid Pod because we love to do these episodes. But uh, let's get it started here. Uh, Tony asks... Any thoughts on a new enemy type for Metroid? I feel like the series tends to reuse the same enemies over and over, like Metroid, Space Pirates, Ridley Kraid, etc. Huh. Um, I feel like in terms of like standard kind of enemies, I, I might agree with that. I think bosses are usually like fairly, you know, they're, they're usually fairly unique, um, relatively speaking. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I can see where you're coming from. A lot of the the enemies in 2D Metroid are the same kind of enemies. A lot of the enemies in the Prime series are the same kind of enemies. I I don't know. Like, I feel like... uh, I feel like the new enemy type would would totally depend on the the story and the setting. So, like, without having that, it's really tough to, you know, to articulate or, or kind of hypothesize what a new enemy type should be or might be. Um... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's uh, I was thinking of something for this earlier today, and I and I didn't really think of anything good, and I still feel like I haven't thought of anything good, so I'll turn it over to you, Dak, and see if you came up with anything better. Well, I definitely think that, you know, getting new, like, enemy types would be great. I would love to see, like, a new species or organization or whatever for Samus to fight against. I mean, I think historically... New kinds of enemies have been pretty well received in the series, like when the Ing were introduced in Prime 2 or X and in, in Fusion. Like, historically, I feel like they've all been pretty well received, so uh, overall, I think it would be cool to add another one. I'd be down for it. In terms of what would be added specifically, I still think there's a lot that could be done with, like, the darker evil Chozo. Like, I'm, I think, like, Samus facing off against, like, the dark Chozo would be cool. But also, if we're not doing that, or maybe if we were and doing this we could do um you know traces race from metroid prime hunters the kraken i always thought that was a really cool like enemy race that could possibly like, had some kind of potential in the metroid series like trace is a cool enemy has a really cool weapon and as a species i think it has the most potential to be something that samus would likely fight against like this insectoid kind of race like space pirates that are just like ravenous and take over worlds as like part of their like culture and that's like 
their rite of passage as as warriors and sam is taking on a like different kind of kraken or like facing off on a world that they've taken over or their home world that could be interesting um there are definitely a bunch of different metroid like uh species that we have samus hasn't necessarily faced off against obviously there are a bunch more in, in metroid prime hunters there are some from Choza, the, the Chozo that we haven't faced off against and some others. So, yeah, I'd be down for that for sure. I think there's a lot of potential. I still think there's a lot of potential left with the Metroids and the Space Pirates and even the X, too. Um, but one of the things I liked about, like, Prime 2 and Fusion and other games is that they, you know, didn't, didn't shy away from introducing new kinds of enemies, even though we still got, like, the usual um, faces like Space Pirates still mixed in there into the recipe, mm -hmm. but... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely down for new kinds of enemies for Samus to face off against, especially in, like, the Prime games. And I think, like, the Kraken would be a really cool idea, personally. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty cool. And act as you were saying that, actually, one one type of new enemy that uh, seems almost like a shoe in at some point is going to be, like, Galactic Federation foot soldiers in some yeah. capacity. So, like, mm -hmm. um, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'd, like, want to see foot Samus soldiers. just, like... Well, like, maybe, like, soul... Like, if we can just go off on a on a tangent here for a sec, like you know, maybe we have someone high up in the Galactic Federation, and they're they've declared Samus an enemy of the people, and like you kind of have these these good foot soldiers that that are trying to bring her to justice, and Samus has to like you know uh, take them down, but obviously not in like a lethal kind of way because you don't. I I personally wouldn't want to see Samus like mowing through a bunch of uh, you know Federation troopers if they were good guys or bad guys. Um, but I, I think that you might, I think that we might see that in a future Metroid game if, you know, if the potential Metroid 5 story goes the way that we all kind of think that it's going to go. So that could be a, a new enemy type right there. Or like maybe they've got some kind of, I don't know, Federation Force style mechs or whatever that Samus has to disarm or something. I don't know. But yeah, I, I could see that. I was going to say, I, I feel like just because it's a Nintendo game, I don't see Samus like killing humans, but... I could definitely see Samus face off against, like, yeah, Federation mechs, drones, robots, or, you know, something that might be controlled by, like, super humans or something. Not, like, just yeah. average foot soldiers. Because, number one, like I said, it's a Nintendo game. Samus would be just straight up murdering people. Like, I don't think she would do that. And number two, I mean, just from the Federation's point of view, there's almost no reason to send foot soldiers against Samus, right? Like, she's just going to mow them down. Like, there's no... You're essentially sending them to die. So I think from their perspective, they would most likely send drones or some like remotely controlled robots or something like that where they, you know, stand more of a chance to take out Samus. And if you lose them, they're not human lives being spent. Right. Um, I definitely yeah, yeah. think the Federation would, could also are likely going to be um, a new enemy type, you know, coming. I mean, we've already seen like Federation enemies like infusion, like you have like, uh, you know, some of the bosses in that game are like X like infected um federation robots right so that i could see like a variation of that or something to that effect happening in future games too so um yeah the federation stuff could also be an enemy type and that'd be cool as well i'm definitely down for that uh, yeah great question tony um all right let's let's move on and let's go to vaminos who asks what are your most controversial metroid opinions dak uh, what say you i don't know i thought about this one i couldn't I didn't know like what would be a controversial Metroid opinion. I mean, I kind of the same way, yeah. I think I think Fusion is the best 2D Metroid. I don't know if that's controversial. I think it's better than Super. Um, I would say that's probably the only thing. 
I can think of that I would I would uh, I would mark as like a controversial Metroid opinion that I hold. But I'm sure like if someone said something and I like I, I could answer it in a controversial way. I don't know. Like I, I this was hard. What like hard to think of like things I was thinking controversially other than that. What about you? Did you have anything you came up with or something like? I don't know. Well, I couldn't think of yeah, anything. Yeah, I I was kind of the same way because I'm just like okay, well like. I don't really like Other M very much. That's that's not really controversial. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I I love Super Metroid and Metroid Prime. That's certainly not controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Federation Forest was was kind of not very good either, and, and that's not. So I I think like, uh, maybe the only thing that I could think of was like, okay, well, and it's kind of it's funny that you just said the opposite, but like, my controversial opinion would be like. Okay, well, actually, I don't think that Metroid Fusion is like a great Metroid game, um, but even even oh, that yeah. I don't think is is super controversial because it's not like I think it's a bad game. It's just like there are certain parts about it that I just don't care for as much as others. But like, like I don't think that's uh, a controversial opinion. But I, uh, on the flip side, I think that there are people that like. I, I think that there is a lot of people that like Fusion more than Super Metroid, and and it really kind of depends on like when you came into the series, right? Like if if you came in with fusion and you're used to that more story focused, uh, experience, then like, yeah, I could totally see you going to super Metroid and being like, this sucks. I'm, I'm lost. Right. Um, so yeah, both of ours, I, I don't think are like super controversial one way or the other. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, yeah, you know what? Here, here we go. I'll give you a controversial, uh, maybe a controversial opinion. Um, I think that, the base idea for the story of other M like the, like the base idea of the conspiracy going on in the bottle ship wasn't a bad idea. And I'm not going to expand on that anymore because we're covering the story of other M in a couple weeks. But I think that the skeletons of the idea weren't awful. Yeah. It's not because it steals from fusion, <laughs> which is a good game. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, it's not, I guess, inherently awful. Uh, just just a point you you made real quick where like if you know depending on where you jump into like the like where you started the Metroid series like certainly affects like the games that you think are better like that's definitely true like my first 2D Metroid was Fusion, um, but at the same time when I went back to Super I, it wasn't that I got lost I just thought that like the exploration and like getting lost part of Metroid like the A Station part was better done in in Prime and I just rather play you know rather play that you know. Um, like the things I thought that Super Metroid did well, I thought Metroid Prime did better. And then the parts that I thought Metroid Fusion did well, Super didn't do well. So that's why I liked 2D Metroid or uh, Fusion like the most as a 2D Metroid. So that's where I've come from on that. I don't know if that's a controversial opinion, and I don't think your opinion is very controversial either. I mean, I've I definitely think like the and like the basic the basics of other M aren't inherently bad. You know, it's really how mm-hmm. they went about it. At the same time, there are stuff, things about the story that are inherently bad, I think, and certainly how they develop some of the characters. But again, yeah, we'll get into that in our other um, series. But I don't know. This is a hard one. I think maybe we need like someone to hit us with like a bunch of questions that would like, I don't know, produce a controversial opinion from one of us. Like, <laughs> I or maybe like I have to look up like a, a Wikipedia page or Metroid Wikipedia like wiki page of controversial Metroid opinions and see if I agree with them. Uh, we'll have to dig deeper into this one. It, it's tough because I I feel like, with the exception of Federation Force and uh, Other M, pretty much every Metroid game 
is like really awesome in its own way and like if anyone was just like this is my favorite metroid game it's like okay i i can totally see that um you know if if someone was just like other m is my favorite metroid game then i'd be like okay that's you know that's not an opinion that you see every day and like that's controversial but yeah I i don't know i i feel like there's uh like with Zelda, you can have really kind of varying opinions in in that series. Like like I don't really like Twilight Princess at all, and which is kind of uh, goes against the grain for a lot of people. But you know the the Metroid series, I feel like is is just so solid and consistent, with the you know two exceptions that I listed. Right. I mean, I think like you know, if Other M is your favorite Metroid game, I don't know if that is controversial because it's your it's your favorite. I think it would be sad. You know, I feel bad for you. But I don't think it's controversial. Whereas if you said Other M is the best Metroid game, then I'd say that's controversial because it's obviously wrong. But um, at the same time, like you not liking Twilight Princess is, I don't think, controversial. Like that's just how you feel about the game. But if you were to say Twilight Princess is the worst Zelda game that exists, that's probably a controversial opinion. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't think we have any controversial. Like, I don't think, I, I think Federation Force isn't that bad. But I don't think that's that controversial. No, um, I, don't, I don't think so either. I think it's very mediocre. And it's like, eh. But I think that's not controversial, so I don't know. Um, yeah, well, at the, I don't know. I think we are I, th- I think we have pretty um, reasonable opinions on most things in, in the Metroid series. I'm sure someone will call us out on that. Yeah, like, I mean, even when we were doing uh, Prime Echoes, like, a couple weeks ago, like... There were some categories that we differed on, but mm-hmm. like in in the grand scheme of things, that's a great game, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I'm I'm sorry, Vaminos. We we kind of let you down here, um, <laughs> but we'll we'll try and make it up to you if you ask another question when we do this next time. Uh, Phantom asks, "What are your favorite non-recurring Metroid bosses?" Great question. So I've got kind of a I've got a cheat answer here because it ah. kind of it kind of is recurring, sort of, but I love. The Terizo from Super Metroid. Okay. I love that. I love that dude. You get your item. You're like, yes, I've I've got my missiles. I've got my bombs. Uh, I'm gonna leave. And then you gotta fight him. And then you fight him again, which is why I'm kind of cheating here. Uh, and he's like the gold version of the Terizo. I just mm-hmm. I love that the the Ch- the Chozo statue comes to life and like you gotta fight it and you really gotta work for your prize and uh, and whatnot. I think that the design is cool. I love that like you're kind of fighting off against this Chozo. I love like the implications of it like why is this chozo statue evil like why is this attacking me um i really love <laughs> Terizo, and, and i'm extra cheating because uh the Terizo actually shows back up in am2r which is another awesome fight against the Terizo. so he is my answer all right well that's a good answer i think i actually i, I put a bunch down for this so i'm gonna list a few here okay. um <clears throat> Because I, I thought this was a great question. Thanks, Phantom. So non-reoccurring Metroid bosses. I thought... The first one I thought of was the first stage of Metroid Prime. From Metroid Prime. Love that fight. And we discussed it on a previous episode. But mm-hmm. I just always loved, like, it's... The design of the boss, really sick. You get to, like, run in, like, the trenches there as it's digging deeper and deeper into the planet. And you have to switch weapons as it's, like, colors change. Awesome fight. Um, also another boss that we've talked about recently, Quadraxis from Metroid Prime 2, you know, multi-stage boss. That's really cool. And one of the highlights of that game, um, a boss that I was kind of insinuating about earlier on a previous question. 
a Galactic Federation robot that is infected by an ex-parasite, the security robot box, like that uh, that big machine that you fight in Fusion, um, where you're like on the monkey bars and you got to shoot down like into its like the the middle like and it's got core. like the mother brain looking thing going. Yeah, on. it like ends up yeah. having like a brainy looking like inside to it, and it like rushes around on the floor. I love that's one of my favorite bosses in Metroid. I love that fight. Um, love the monkey bars, love shooting around. It's like a really aggressive like fight and I love the setup too because like you get into that area and there's that like that mysterious uh, looming like track in the background, right? And the area's already been destroyed. There's like sand all over the place and the like the floor's blowing out and doors are destroyed and you fight it as it's like destroying the room. Missiles going all over the place. Awesome fight. Um, also from Fusion, uh, Ceres. When you fight that as it's like rushing across and you got to jump over it on the platforms over the water. And really good boss theme, which I really thought would be an ultimate uh, in Smash, but it's not. Shame. Uh, A couple other ones. Emperor Ing fight from Metroid Prime 2. Really good boss. And has like multi, you know, multi-phases. Got to do some morph ball stuff. Um, And it like looks really weird. The last phase is really crazy. And then you end up running into Dark Samus after that. The Gondreda fight from Metroid Prime 3 is really cool because, you know, she's shape-shifting all over the place, which is cool. From Samus Returns, the Diggernaut, which I think is one one of the best boss fights in that game, I think, right? Like, that's such a cool, like, complex kind of fight there. Um, and, they really hurt themselves. That's a yeah, hard fight it's too. a hard. Yep, yeah, absolutely. And then the last two I had for this was all. These are from Fusion as well. Uh, Nightmare, which a Nightmare is such a weird boss, and like the anti gravity stuff, and it's just like, it, like you're destroying its face, mashing on it as you're climbing on the side of the wall. It's not necessarily a hard fight, but at times it does kind of get difficult if you slip up a little bit on your timing, um, or get caught on the floor a little too long. And then the SAX fight in Fusion as well, which isn't necessarily a hard fight once you get the rhythm down or, like, you know where to run around, like, the the room on the first phase and the second phase is pretty easy too. But I think it's a really climatic fight and it's really cool and it's in a room that, like, you've been in throughout the game multiple times and you finally get through this and, and you're fighting in that area, like, in that uh, um, upper deck area on the main part of the, sh- of the uh, station. And the SAX is a really cool character, so... Yeah, those are those are my picks. I think that's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine bosses that I liked. So, um, I right, think I'll throw in two more. more. Yeah, throw two out more. a couple more. But those are my picks. Um, if if I had so I, yeah, I was trying to limit mine because I I could name like I feel like there is a lo- so <laughs> many good Metroid yeah. bosses, right? Well, like, um, I couldn't. Help I think myself. Omega Pirate um, from Prime is really awesome. That's just a, it's a really cool fight. Uh, the way that you kind of use the phase on to your advantage and like. He's just this big, imposing, like, being, and he looks like he could just, you know, crush you to bits with his pinky. Uh, so that's that's a really cool fight. And um, I think that I'm going to throw a bone to Dragon from Super Metroid because mm-hmm. I, I think that that's a really interesting fight because, like, you can, um, like, you can use the, uh, you can use the grapple beam and you can beat him easily. And I think that that's a pretty cool exploit, but then... The fight is actually, like, really, really intense if you choose to actually fight Dragon, like, the normal way. Um, it's probably it's probably as hard, if not harder, than the Ridley fight if you choose to do it that way. Because when, when Dragon grabs you, he just, like, beats the heck out of you. And um, you're up there for a long, long time. And there's tons of stuff always going on in that fight. Um, there's There's so many cool ways that you can... 
like defeat him either with your blue suit or with the the grapple exploit or whatever so that one is just like a really cool fight i think just because um of the mechanics that you can defeat him with Mm -hmm. and if not i think it's like it's surprising to a lot of people that are you know conditioned just to to beating him with the grapple beam it surprised me like how tough dragon was so yeah he he doesn't get a lot of love i don't think very much so i'll I'll toss him a bone here all right uh okay let's keep going here uh el stefano 05 asks metroid (laughs) (laughs) six shout out to you stefano uh metroid other m was an attempt to make a metal gear metroid in my opinion story focused many cutscenes. Would you like to see another Metroid that is like Metroid Other M, but better in, well, every aspect? So, again, I'm not going to answer too much, because we do have the Metroid Other M series coming up. But I I don't know if I, like, agree with the uh, Metal Gear reference. Like, just because the game has a lot of cutscenes doesn't mean that it shares some energy with uh, Metal Gear. I think that what Other M shares a lot of similarities with is, like, uh, let's say like Xenosaga or or something like that. Like a, a PS2 era JRPG is what Metroid Other M really kind of feels like to me. Um, Metal Gear has cutscenes, but like I, I feel like almost all of them serve a purpose. Uh, yeah, they can go on a little bit too long sometimes, but like there's a clear message, there's a clear focus, there's uh, clear storytelling, and there's really well-developed but like completely bonkers wacky characters and i'm not sure that i would apply that to other m um to answer the question yeah i I think that like a more cinematic metroid game uh could work definitely i i I wouldn't be against it um it you know it just has to be done in the correct way but uh, that's with everything and any game could be good if it's done in the correct way yeah um I'm not going to go into, like, the Metal Gear part of it, but in terms of, like, do I want a Metroid that is story-focused, has a lot of cutscenes? Absolutely. I mean, I like stories. If it's a good story and has some cool cutscenes, definitely about it. Um, I don't think you could, like... Having that kind of stuff doesn't necessarily make the game, like, not like Metroid or necessarily like Other M. Like, Other M was cinematic, but Metroid Prime was cinematic in a lot of ways, too. And just a different kind of cinematic style, right? Um... And I think having something that has its own kind of style and something that maybe is, you know, dramatic in its own way can be fine if it's told well, the story's told well, the characters developed well and all that. Um, And do I want, like, other M again? No, definitely not. But, like, do I want something that's story-based and has, like, cutscenes? Yeah, for sure. If they look cool and have a cool story, I'm definitely about it. I don't think fundamentally going for that just because other M did it wrong is, is, is a bad thing, right? Like you could have, other M could have been a great game, but it wasn't, but inherently like going for that kind of more cinematic or that kind of style of cinematic game, uh, isn't necessarily inherently bad. It's just how other M was, was done. That wasn't so great. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely down for more story, more cutscenes. If it's enjoyable, it makes the game more fun, makes the game more interesting. I like that kind of stuff. Someone who's, you know, also into movies and, um, likes, you know, cutscenes and likes to get kind of, you know, engrossed and, and immersed in that kind of stuff and, and see some really cool action through cutscenes as well as the game itself. You know, I'm about it. So if it can be done well, certainly. Yeah, totally. 
Um, all right, Duminal is here with an awesome question. Uh, he says, what are your favorite things about your least favorite Metroid games and your biggest gripes with your favorite Metroid games? Ooh. Dak, you want to tackle this one first? Yeah, great question. Hope you're doing well, Duminal. Um, got us jump back on stream so I can see on Twitch. I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, yeah, this is a great question. So what are your favorite things about your least favorite Metroid games? I'll start with that one. So obviously Other M my least favorite metro game but i think the coolest thing it ever did with it were those cool finishing moves that samus had and she could do at enemies like and she's like suplexing characters and like jumping on their heads and blasting them in the face ddting them all that kind of stuff and that kind of translated into samus returns with the counters but not not entirely but i loved those finishing moves i thought those were really sick they got me so excited for the game when they were first shown off in the original trailer for other m and i want to see more of that in other metroid games um, that's my, I guess that would be my pick for my favorite thing from a least favorite Metroid game. And what are your biggest gripes of, from your favorite Metroid games? Well, obviously for Metroid Prime 1 and 2, the controls, you know, I wish I could play the controls with actual dual analog or a better means of, you know, dual analog with gyro, mouse and keyboard. I can do it that way, but an official release, I'm not the biggest fan of motion controls, so... The, con the original controls for Metroid Prime 1 and 2 were probably the worst thing about those games, and certainly have aged them the most. Um, aside from that, hmm, biggest gripes. Hmm, 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 hmm. That would probably be my biggest gripes for Metroid Prime 1 and 2. Metroid Prime 3 not having true doodle analog and going for, um, you know, all motion controls was also, you know, pretty annoying for me. I didn't really enjoy that. And... Maybe that Samus Returns didn't end up on the Switch, too. I would have played it on the Switch. Uh, mm. I'm trying to think of some other gripes for those, but those are the ones that sent out to me first. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, I think I would agree with you about Other M in the finishing moves. So, to be different, um, I really think that Other M implemented the speed booster really well. Uh, I, I think that the speed booster was done really really well in that game and it could probably be used as a template for how to do that in the future um that being said i have i have not got the speed booster yet in my recent playthrough and it's been like 10 years since my last playthrough so i'll put a little asterisk beside that but i think that it was great um i remember it being great uh my least favorite thing but my favorite metroid is probably um probably the way that you switch to missiles in super metroid where you have to press select a bunch of times in order to equip your missiles. Uh, mm -hmm. Nowadays, you would just hold down R and, and your missiles would be, you know, uh, ready to ready to fire. So that's that's definitely kind of annoying. Um, that's probably my biggest gripe because it's really, as I've been trying to learn how to speed run that game too, that really slows me down because I'm like so uncoordinated that... You know, you have to be holding down A to to run, and then you got to be like holding down select to quickly get your missiles. And uh, my controller is like sideways because I'm trying to do all these weird button combinations. So, uh, yeah, that would that would probably that would probably be it for me. That's the one thing that I wish that uh, could be changed, and inevitably would be changed if Super Metroid was ever remade. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely with you there. Uh, okay, let's keep it going. We got uh, a bunch of questions from uh, from Big Griff, Griffin uh, Olney at Accursed Hunter 01. 
Uh, his first question, I debated actually even just skipping over because I have this no is, answer I, for I this. have no answer for it, but I feel like we should read the question and, and like... Let's do it. Joke, yeah. Uh, so Griff, he asks, what aspects from mech anime or uh, tokusatsu... Uh, I just butchered that. I'm sorry. Have you seen a Metroid? <laughs> For example, Samus's Shine Spark originates from the Shin Getter Robo back in 1973. So for uh, Power Rangers, look no further than Super Metroid. Uh, Super Metroid Zebestians. God, easy for me to say. Dude, um, I'm I'm so sorry, but I I got absolutely nothing for you. I could barely even string out that sentence. So I don't think anybody wants to listen to me butcher that even more. So. Yeah, uh, you know, those those are cool examples, <laughs> you know, like, I honestly am not very well versed in, in like, that, like, Power Rangers or, or um, even, like, Mecha Anime too much. I mean, I've seen, like, Gundam, you know, but I'm no expert, so that, that, that was hard. I actually tried to look things up and see if, like, anything stuck out to me that, like, maybe I would know of without just being like, oh, I read this on the internet, this is my favorite. Um, nothing that could really stick out. Um, but those, those are good examples, Griffin. Um, I honestly didn't even really know about that stuff. So like where Samus was shine spark kind of is inspired from and the resemblance for like the Zabesians and power Rangers never really noticed that. That's really cool. I not, not anything that I particularly have, um, <laughs> like knowledge of, or, uh, you know, something I could, I could, uh, point to right now. So unfortunately out of your, I think like what, seven or eight questions you have here, I don't really have much of an answer for it, but, um, if you have more examples for us like that, please let us know on like Twitter. Cause we'd love to share them. Cause the stuff like that's really cool. Yeah, totally. Sorry. We let you down, but we'll try <laughs> and make it up to you with uh, some of your other questions here. Uh, you brought them up earlier. Mm-hmm. So let's bring them up again. Uh, Big Griff asks, going off the Omega Metroid pod episode where you ranked the final bosses in Metroid, if Emperor Ng from Prime 2 was the actual final boss of Metroid Prime 2, where would you place it in your top 10 final boss list and why? Yeah, this was, uh, hmm. this is a good one. I, you know, I don't remember exactly what our list was for, you know, top 10 final bosses, but... I think Emperor Ng would be ranked, like, around middle, like, pretty high, I think. Maybe around where Kodraxus was for me. Um, like, I think Emperor Ng is a really solid boss, right? Like, it's a multi, multi-phase boss that has some platforming, has some morph ball shenanigans going on. Um, you know, the, the final phase, which is pretty crazy to look at and fight against. And the whole arena is pretty nuts as well. It's like it's very like Lovecraftian kind of right, uh, which a lot of the bosses in the, in this game are for sure. So I, I don't know. I think the Emperor Ing is a pretty solid boss fight for me. I remember it being uh, one of the the better bosses of the game, and I'm not sure if you agree with me on that one, but I would have ranked it I think pretty pretty well up there. I'm not exactly sure where exactly, but maybe not like top three, maybe like fifth or sixth, maybe four. I don't know. Somewhere around there seems right. I think, so off the top of my head, I would say that this boss fight is better than Robo Ridley, is better than, um, is better than Mother Brain in, Mm -hmm. uh, in Metroid, is better than, huh, is better than, I don't know, maybe, I'd be, maybe Queen Metroid from Metroid 2. Yeah, Um, definitely. And I, and I might be tempted to say that it's better than Omega Metroid from Metroid Fusion. I don't know that I would put it a whole... I don't know that i put it better any Better than Omega? Than oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I, yeah. 
it's it's like it's not bad it's uh it, it, you're i mean you're right it's a, it's a multi-faceted boss fight um i do like the power bomb or the the morph ball section where you got to power bomb all the different like spores or whatever and you can finally break it out of its shell um the last section or the last like phase of it i i wasn't in love with because i felt like and i'm sure this is just me like not being very good but like i felt like there wasn't a ton of like rhyme or reason to the pattern because like you got to shoot uh emperor ing in the mouth with the appropriate beam and mm -hmm. then like um I, I don't know it felt like you were always he was always like opening its mouth but it was like the wrong type of beam and then i would uh i would switch over and by the time i'd switch like he opens his mouth for like two seconds and i was like oh my god like it's closed already um and you really like you're firing but you're not really doing a whole lot of other damage and i guess i guess what i'm saying is like i i just didn't know how to make him open his mouth for you know the amount of time that it needed to be open so that i could fire at him so it was okay i thought that the design of emperor ing was like was like okay he was just he, he kind of is just a big ing um yeah I, I don't know i i think he would rank mid to lower on my list of final bosses uh he he certainly wouldn't be up there with like you know ridley from sam's returns or metroid prime or mother brain or uh, even fantoon in other m was a really cool fight um yeah he he would be mid to low i think for me all right i think that's pretty fair uh okay well there we go um oh boy here griff's back with another one that i'm not sure uh i have a ton of input for but i bet you that you do Dak. in addition to the first question what are aspects of metroid you've noticed in other fictional works for example the spartan 2 in the halo short the babysitter in metroid legends uh cal 141 is treated as a guy and says nothing until it's revealed she's a girl at the very end you know i was thinking of like a good answer for this earlier and I like I I don't know like obviously there's the games that like very pointedly and specifically like mention Metroid and like and we've covered a lot of those games and are inspired by Metroid um, series but I, I I don't know like I I don't again I'm sorry Griff I don't have a good answer for you here bud um yeah this was kind of a, a hard one but the ones that kind of I was I was thinking like okay like what would be actual answers to this question. Like, aspects of Metroid you've noticed in other fictional works. Um, well, to me, I've always thought that Furiosa's character in Mad Max Fury Road was very Samus-like, right? Like, she has, like, she kind of, like, looks like Samus in a way. Um, has, like, a, an arm that isn't an arm cannon, but it's not, like, an actual full arm. Like, I believe she, it's up to elbow, and then she has, like, a prosthetic. Um, I don't know, that's kind of Samus-y in a way. Um, I, that's what I, that's what I've immediately thought of. If that's like kind of answers your question there. Um, or maybe you're looking like for more examples of like, for example, characters who might've been misidentified in terms of like their identity, um, or, you know, preserving some kind of, you know, um, organism, obviously, you know, Metroid's based off like alien. So alien has that kind of stuff in it. Um, trying to think there were also i also try to take it literally in this way like what aspects of metroid you've literally noticed in other fictional works so for example um in have you ever seen the show house um uh, like the yeah here and there here and there yeah so there's a couple times where he's playing metroid games so there's an episode where he's playing zero mission 
and it seems like it's pretty early in the game. And then there's another uh, episode where he's playing Metroid Prime Hunters, or I think it's either that or First Hunt um, on the DS. He's playing the first one on the uh, Game Boy Advance SP and the other one on the DS. And I always thought it was funny when you see those episodes, he's playing Metroid, because obviously House has great taste in video games. Um, and Metroid Prime Hunter shows up in some other shows as well. So I took, I took the, I took that literally that that's like my favorite reference and like to Metroid is, is in house. Cause house is a great show that I've watched a bunch of times and it shows up a couple times there. So I took the, took it kind of figuratively and literally that question. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I, I mean, like it, it depends, right? Like it depends on how either focused in or focused out you want to actually get like, like, I could probably say, like, hey, Master Chief kind of looks like Samus. Maybe they got the idea for his armor based off her power suit. And I don't know that that's necessarily the truth, but, like, it might not be that big of a reach either. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of depends, reach. right? Um, so, Halo yeah, game. let's hey, let's keep <laughs> it uh, one of the best Halo games, by the way. I've only played uh, three uh, in Reach, though. Mm. I, lo- I like Reach. That's a good game. It's a good um, game, yeah. Let's keep it going. Uh, okay, finally, I feel like I got a good answer for you, Big Griff, here. Uh, his last question, in this series anyways, is, of all the fan-made Metroid music remixes you've heard, what are some of your favorites? Now, I'm going to throw a, f- a bunch out here, actually. Um, and I'm going to throw a couple general ones and then some specific ones. But uh, I love Metroid Metal. I love Metroid Metal. Uh, it's so rockin'. Yeah. Uh, I, I probably just stole that from you, but um, mm-hmm. it's it's so good. All of their different covers of like the so many so many good Metroid tunes. Uh, I think that Green and Red Brinstar from them in particular is really awesome, and like the opening theme of Metroid just rocks so hard uh, is really awesome. Um, the Super Metroid Symphony, uh, if you go or if you YouTube it, Super Metroid Symphony, um, you can listen to that, and it's just like really 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 well done. Um, and technically, technically, I guess AM2R soundtrack would be, would be fan-made remixes, technically, so I'll, I'll throw that in there. Specifically, um, there is a Fendrana Drifts remix called, uh, Fendrana's Ruin by Koba, which is so wicked, it's, it's like a synthwave version of, uh, Fendrana. Um, there's another synthwave version made by, uh, Kamix which is also of the Fendrana Drift's Depths, which is also really awesome. And uh, a tune called Brinstar Breaks by DJ Cutman. That's actually my ringtone on my phone. Mm. It's like, just really, it's like a red Brinstar kind of remix. It's really wicked. I could, like, I could go on. There's so many, uh, so many talented people out there making, you know, Metroid remixes that it's, uh, it would be impossible to try and name them all. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm sure there, there are, Hundreds upon hundreds of maybe even thousands, not thousands, but many kinds of remixes on, on the internet that I would actually love to see what other people, if, if you're on Twitter, on Discord, you know, send it to us, your your favorite Metroid remixes, fan-made remixes. So, yeah, I was going to say, obviously, Metroid Metal. Um, <clears throat> it's crazy how long Metroid Metal's been around. Like, the first song they did, Stemage, for Metroid Metal, was done back in 2003, almost you know 18 years ago you know uh 17 and and 17 years and 10 months ago was the first time i believe my, my math's correct um and the last time they did a metroid metal song was in 2013 you know so which is just wild to me how long i've been listening to metroid metal for um stemage is great i think honestly metroid metal is the best like metroid remix you can find 
It's the just like all the remixes that are done across Metroid, Super Metroid, Metroid Prime, uh, the whole trilogy, Fusion. Um, yeah, I mean, some of my favorites personally, Town Overworld, the Down Forget theme for Metroid Prime, the Metroid Prime 3 and Brio theme is so good. The boss medley might be my favorite, the lower Norfair Ridley's theme, and then all the Metroid themes, like the original tracks, are just absolutely th- phenomenal. And then, of course, Fendrana Drifts is sick, too. I mean, honestly, everything is good. You really can't go wrong. But they, they really killed it for for uh, a decade, nearly. So, actually, a decade to, to the day. April 18th was the first track on 2003, and the last track... April 18th on 2013. So 10 years exactly, they were le- releasing tracks. Uh, shout out to them. Definitely got to check out Metroid Metal if you haven't already. Uh, my others, and sorry if I if if uh, I repeat something. I might. I don't think I re- I'm repeating anything here. But um, remember, you remember that Glasses featuring T-Pain song, the Brinstar Underground Depth remix they did, where that guy got like the that song with T-Pain. He like rapped over it. Um, oh yeah 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 that was really really good so i believe you've seen that before i'll definitely i'll link it if anyone's interested or if you'll link it in the episode description but that's really sick like glasses if i'm saying the name correctly doing like this like brinstar underground depth like brinstar depths remix um and then having t-pain they do awesome stuff rapping over it so sick yeah awesome awesome stuff really cool um, and then some other favorites I have. There's this uh, Brinstar Eurobeat remix by Dom Nienmark on YouTube, which is really awesome and funny. And then I also like listening to, like, Metroid jazz remixes. So, like, there's a Fendrana Drifts jazz cover by Insane in the Rain music. And yeah, tor- I've listened to that. It's, yep. It rocks. Uh, and then the Torvis Bog Smooth Jazz Fusion remix by Mesmonium is also really good. Those are my recommendations. And I actually slept on Torvis Bog a lot in terms of its its track for when we talked about Metroid Prime 2. This is a really good remix of it. I love the jazz remix. It's really nice and chill with some like rain in the background. You throw that on another link and you're, and you're chilling. If you're hanging out at home or working on something, it's really great. But that those are those are my five um, fan remixes overall that I would have to pick. And, and shout outs to all those creators out there making some really cool music. I'm going to throw uh, two more in here okay. just really, really quick. Um, the first, actually, the first like Metroid mix that I, I ever heard was it's called the super metroid mega mix and this is like an old school mix like dude i downloaded this on like napster or maybe limewire back in the day like that's Ooh. how old school this is so wow. like i don't know the artist of it if you if you throw it in youtube the first result that comes up um a, a dude named uh rom0126 uploaded it i'm pretty sure he's not the artist but it's really awesome and uh i, I think i've said it on this show before here too but there's a really cool LP song called uh, $4 Vic, which samples the the Metroid theme uh, mm-hmm. from Zero Mission, which is uh, a, a favorite of mine as well. So, yeah, there, there we go. At least now we have a question that we can give you some, some solid answers to. Yep. So there. All right. Well, this question comes from you, Dak, and uh, kind of comes from you. Um, what is your favorite Metroid box art? So I'm going to let you oh, yeah. go first. Yeah, so I uh, tweeted this out on the Omega Metroid podcast Twitter account, where there are, there there's some really good Metroid box arts, but some of the Japanese ones are absolutely amazing. It's really hard to pick what my favorite Metroid box art is. I would say from the West, I've always liked the original like Metroid Prime 
box art. It just looks cool, so cool and very indicative of its time. It's like, I don't know. Samus looks like such a badass. Very stoic. Always loved that one. But some of the box arts that I that I posted on that tweet looks so awesome. Like the Metroid Fusion box art looks really cool. As the, the, the Japanese Super Metroid box art. Amazing. But what I actually have never seen before until today. And, and I, I mean, I really love it. I don't know if you saw it. It was part of that thread. The Metroid Prime Hunters Japanese box art. And I, and I really hope... Uh, if you could use this as the, the episode art when you tweet it, <laughs> it's so sick. Again, Metroid Prime Hunters, really? was so, it was so ahead of its time, man, because it has that, like, that, that like, the, the big text in the background, like, on the red. Um, it looks, like, that looks like from, like, 2020, 2021, like, that box art. Like, that, it looks so sick, and Samus's pose is so awesome on it. Like, it, it I, Metroid Prime Hunters was so ahead of its time. I think this box art's way better. I like the 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 Western like the NAPL PAL uh, box art too. Fine, sure, but I I, I want to link it. Please use this for the episode. Um, I love this box art. It's so sick. I really love it. And um and um, yeah, this game was way ahead of its time. I think honestly, this might even it might be my favorite. I don't know, but I also really love the Japanese Metroid Prime Three box art. Um. That one's really good too. Even the Metroid Prime Two box art is way better than I think the the um, the American version of it, which I think is actually one of the weakest box arts. The the Western Metroid Prime Two box art. So I don't know what your favorite is. I have a really hard decide uh, hard time deciding, but I love 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 the Hunter's Japanese box art. So good. Oh, I I thought that one sucked. Oh, it's that, a, yeah. It's so good. Oh, you're bugging, man. It's so awesome. Um, okay, my favorite box art is, I think if I had to absolutely pick one, uh, I'm going to go with Metroid Zero Mission. I, I really oh, love yeah. the art style. Yeah. It's, it's just like You're such right. a cool kind of classic vibe that it has. Um, obviously, Super Metroid with the Samus versus Ridley on the cover. I love like Red Ridley. That looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the Japanese box art for Echoes. I think Duminal posted this on Twitter. That yeah. looks like so badass and, and you know what the Agreed. the classic fusion pose as well looks very yeah very cool. the fusion box art is so sick i uh, you know one. what i'm gonna i'm gonna throw out some love here for the japanese box art for metroid other m uh, i think that it actually that? looks okay let i think it looks look. pretty right. cool let me look so let me look. i i think that the uh north american box art for other m is like really bad actually but the the Japanese version with like the all red and then the green visor, I think looks cool. It would be cooler if it was just like if the visor was just green and you couldn't see Samus's eyes. But I do think that you know it does look pretty neat. But for me, I, I don't think anything uh, can overtake Samus on the front of Zero Mission. Just striking down that power beam. You got some enemies flying in the back. Just really cool art style. Uh, I, I love this. I love this. It looks just so classic to me. Probably my favorite. You know, it's funny that you said that Metroid Prime was one of your favorites. Because actually, I think that Metroid Prime is one of the weakest. It's just kind of plain Jane. And I wish it was a little bit more, um, I don't know, spicy or something. Hmm. I, I honestly just, I kind of like that. I kind of like it. There's like not too much going on. It's, it is, I kind of like that it's pretty simple. But I, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, the, the Metroid Zero Mission box art. I mean, the, the both the American and the Japanese Zero Mission box art's really good. Just the art style for Zero Mission is so, like, I love, like, the hard, like, harsh darks that they use and shadows. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, so well done. And, like, the blue visor looks really cool. 
I think, like, yeah, the Zero Mission art, like, 100% hands down, one of the best. On the other M, you know what, I'm actually gonna have to agree with you, yeah, the, the, the other M Japanese box art makes the game actually look pretty halfway decent. Um, it's a shame. It's pretty cool, right? Like, it yeah. looks cool. I definitely agree that if you couldn't see your face, it would be better. And at the same time, if this game was good, this box art would be even better, too. But it's a shame that it's for such a bad game. But, yeah, I, I, there are a lot of good, there's a lot of good Metroid box art. I'm actually curious, what's the Samus Returns Japanese box art? I wonder if it's any different than... Uh, I don't, I don't think so. No, I don't, I don't think, think it is so. either. That's, yeah. You know what, and, and that's a cool pose, but again, that, that one's just a little bit, uh... I don't know. I'm just like a sucker. I like kind of stuff going on on the box art. The Samus with, with returns... the exception. No, keep going. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm... No, no. You, Andy, you go ahead, sir. Okay. I was going to say, jeez, <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, I was going to say, with the exception of I do like in Zelda games when there's just like, it's just gold and it has the the title. But I don't mm. know if I love that on Metroid games. Yeah, I think Zelda, that's like really classy. For Zelda, yeah, you know? yeah, that looks yeah, really good cool. Word. Um, I don't know if it would work as well for Metroid. I think the Samus Returns box art is pretty plain. It kind of looks like just a Photoshop job, but at the same time, I also get how it's like a reference to the original Samus Returns box art because it's like the same pose and just kind of just standing there. Um, yeah, I, I think I, at the same time that would be cool if they did something like what Zelda does for Metroid somehow. Like maybe it was just like some chozo ruins or something you know and the, samus wasn't on it you know just like something like that like you know, zelda even does. the metroid prime trilogy cover uh, looks pretty cool like, like that's kind of the most zelda-esque i think because it's like it's just the logo but it's got like this really kind of cool and classy um like backing to it like a background design to it so i, yeah. I think that that looks pretty cool oh oh yeah actually that's a really good point yeah the metroid prime trilogy um box art yeah it definitely has the more... I mean, Samus is still kind of on, on it, you know? But it's the most Zelda-y. I, I mean, not Zelda-y, but it, it's definitely way different than the other Metroid uh, yeah. box arts. And, and it incorporates her arm cannon in a really cool way. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, lots of lots of good box art, I think, for the series. Um, okay, we have time for one more from Big Griff, and then we'll get out of here. And this is a cool question. And I'm interested to hear your uh, your thoughts on it. He says, um, "Would you say Samus is one of the most misrepresented characters in Smash? Eighty percent of her moveset is made up from taunts or fake, and most people treat Samus's interpretation of Samus as how she actually is. Granted, for Smash 64, only three Metroid games existed, so liberties had to be taken. However, that was over 20 years ago. I don't think I've ever seen anyone believe that Ganondorf in the Zelda games is a proper is a." Captain Falcon clone. I might have misworded that, but the gist of it is: is Samus represented accurately in Smash Bros? Um, I don't know if she's necessarily misrepresented. I mean, Samus, she does a, a bunch of stuff in Smash that like is either a creative liberty that m makes sense or something that she would do in the Metroid games. At the same time, yeah, she definitely needs to be modernized. Like, there's stuff that like Samus does that's not really incorporated into the Smash games at all or well done. Um, I, I really would think it's it's just more of like she's just outdated, right? Like she's one of the original twelve. She hasn't been updated even like a little bit, like Link has or Mario has. Like she pretty much has the exact same moves that she's had since Melee. Um, I really would like, and then you know, obviously like there's Zero Suit Samus, who, if we're talking about her, I think she has obviously stuff that's not in Metroid, but for the most part, I think is pretty well represented. She's like a, a lighter, 
quicker, more nimble Samus, which is what she is kind of in Zero Mission in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, even though she's a better character, arguably, but that's, you know, fighting game balance. But, you know, I wouldn't say she's, like, misrepresented. And I don't think, like, <clears throat> I don't think necessarily that, like, what Samus is, how she's, like, represented in Smash is, like, too far off from from Metroid, so to speak, from, like, a 2D perspective, and even the stuff she does in the Prime games. But, yeah, she just has to be, like, modernized. It's been, like, 20 years since she's gotten, like, a, a moveset update, you know? Like, she sure. really, you know, other than, like, custom moves in Smash 4, her, her moveset hasn't changed at all. And if you play, like, Project M, for example, like, they've done stuff where she can change, like, you know, her between her beams and all of that, which is really cool, but it's not an official Smash game. So... Um, I think, again, she needs to be updated 100%. So in that way, yeah, I guess she kind of is misrepresented, but I don't know if that's, like, the best way to word it. Yeah, I saw this, and I was like, I I disagree. I don't think she's misrepresented at all. Like, go go down the list. Like, she has her charge beam. Check. We got that in the games. We have missiles and super missiles. Check. We got that in the game. Um, we've got uh, the screw attack. We've got the the bombs. We've got the grapple beam. I feel like we're like we're doing pretty good for implementing her moves that are you know so far in the game. Um, maybe arguably you could say that the zero laser as her final smash isn't like really something that Samus does in Metroid games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, I don't know what would be a more appropriate final smash. Maybe Samus could just lay a power bomb or something like that and go berserk or like maybe uh i don't know she could shine spark into somebody instead and just like bat batter and ram them or something like that um yeah i mean yeah like i i agree with you i think that uh she could definitely stand to be updated for sure but like there is something kind of classic about this move set now like we're going on you know we're, we're going on uh almost 25 years of smash it'll be in a couple of years here so um yeah i, I don't know i i feel like misrepresented wouldn't be the word I would use. I feel like Samus's moveset is pretty accurate. I mean, like, with Zero Suit Samus, I feel like, is where they take a little bit more liberties because we really don't have anything, yeah. you know, to base off of, of you know, her character other than she has the stun gun in Zero Mission. But I feel like Zero Suit Samus feels pretty cool to use, too. If, if I were to pick, like, a misrepresented character, um, it, it would have probably been, like, Ganondorf because, like, you know... Like like you said, Griff, he's he's just a Captain Falcon clone, basically. And they've done a little bit over the years to make him a little bit more distinct. Like in Ultimate, now he has like the sword that he uses for his A smashes instead of like the, the Falcon double kick or whatever. But uh mm-hmm. you know, I he he's a guy that really sticks out to me, like, okay, like let's let's get this guy his own moveset, because he uses like a ton of moves in Zelda games and you know, he's still doing the warlock punch or whatever it is that they call it. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know that I would put Samus in that category. Yeah, I, I think if we're talking about the most represent, misrepresented character in Smash, yeah, Ganon, Ganondorf's definitely up there. I mean, I think Dark Samus has a pretty solid um, case for it because she's just a Samus clone, but you know, playing against her in Metroid Prime, you know that she doesn't really fight like Samus at all and has like yeah. a way more moveset potential if she was her own character. Um, just to keep it See, to that, that one, I'm willing to let kind of go because she's an yeah. echo fighter. So I, I feel like if she had her own move move set, she wouldn't be in the game at all. Like it was either a clone or nothing. And if if that's the option, like okay, I'll, I'll take a clone. You know what I mean? Oh, 
Yeah, for sure. Um, and just to keep it to, for like Metroid, I, Ridley's moveset is very bewildering to me sometimes. Um, just because he does so many moves that he just, I don't think he would ever do. Like he kicks so much, like his back air, his down air, um, moves like that where in, in Metroid, he like never kicks like ever, you know? Um, so for him to be doing like his up smash, like does like he's doing bicycle kicks, you know, like it's something I don't think Ridley's ever done, which I always thought was funny. Um, like a lot of Ridley's moves just, just, and like, he doesn't have his classic like pogo move. He, um, you know, is, is kind of like a Ridley, like almost Ridley, but not really someone who's like, kind of knows who Ridley is, but isn't super well versed. So um, I always thought his representation is really cool in Smash and really fun, but not necessarily very accurate. Um, needless to say, I think what they did to bring him into Smash was really cool, and I not only am very appreciative, but I think it's really awesome and fun. So, um, but yeah, I think his his representation is kind of off for Metroid and for for Smash in terms of how he how he is in Metroid. Um, for other characters, I mean, I think Bowser Jr. kind of is a misrepresentation because we never really got the true Bowser Jr. from uh, like Super Mario Sunshine and Smash, we ended up getting like Bowser, like we got the Koopa cart, you know, which is like, it's not Bowser Jr., right? Like Bowser Jr. is like the paintbrush and Shadow Mario as far as I'm concerned. Obviously, like newer Bowser Jr. Um, appearances in the more recent Mario games, he's kind of stepped away from that role. But I always felt that was kind of a missed opportunity because they just have him essentially blend in with the other Koopa kids. Which is is okay, but it, it really Bowser Jr. is such a cool character from Sunshine. I think they could have done a lot of cool stuff with him, and it's a shame they never did. Um, yeah, those are the characters I think kind of uh, come to mind in terms of misrepresentation for me. Yeah, like um, Ganondorf has always been my really go-to. Um, I I think that all of the newer characters have like, you know, they've done such a good job at like really implementing a lot of. Um, like different ways to to make these characters feel unique, which is really important after you know you have as many characters as you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if if I was gonna pick another character who I thought maybe got shortchanged in their move department, uh, maybe it would be Snake. Um, but it, it's he's a tough one to do because like. You know, in Metal Gear, his his moveset largely revolves around firearms, which is understandable why they did not want to include that. And you know, his his up um, his up smash is like the the little flying thing from Metal Gear Solid Two, so that that kind of works. But like, you know, in, you don't really use landmines or grenades a whole lot in uh, in that in Metal Gear, and uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like his moveset always kind of seemed a little bit wonky to me but then again like i just i don't know what i would have done to make him different or to make him more authentic when when you kind of put that caveat in of like okay well like obviously we don't want to have uh snake blasting people away with like a trank gun in super smash right. bros so yeah I, he he might stick out to me a little bit too but he wouldn't be a big offender uh would it be great if uh if dark samus could have her own moves absolutely um, I, and I do think that they missed the mark on Ridley by not having the pogo. That, that, I mean, that's like his most classic attack. I, I think that that could have easily been his down B smash. Um, just jump in the air and down B and then, you know, boom, there you go with the pogo attack. That one actually sticks out to me now that I think about it as something that was like really obvious, but they didn't do that for whatever reason. Yeah. No, you're definitely yeah. right. 
Um, it's actually, by the way, really quick, it's funny that you bring up uh, Snake's uh, um, Trank gun, because in Project M, he does have the Trank gun, if I remember correctly. They gave it to him. So oh, if you ever play that awesome. game, they gave him the Trank gun. Yeah, so if I remember correctly, in, in a variation of that, if not throughout it, he does have it. But yeah, um, 100% agreed on, on all points. All right. All right. Well, then that is going to do it for us. We're going to get on out of here. Thank you to everyone that asked a question. Uh, love doing these shows. I love uh, just, you know, giving you guys some two cents on Metroid. So thank you once again. Uh, make sure that you're checking us out over on Twitter at Omega Metroid Pod. I am at Spateri316 and Dak is at DakCity underscore. Uh, that is it. That's all. Check us out over on Podbean, iTunes, Google Pods, wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe. Tell that Metroid fan in your life where they can get their weekly Metroid fix. Until next week, guys. We'll see you then. Something fly that I fight for you. Something wrong that I fight you for. Something sick that you cure me of. Something sad to make sure you're loved. Some of us cannot trust no one. Some of us don't deserve no trust. Nothing wrong with not being strong. Nothing says we defeat what's wrong. Nothing man-made remains made law. That's a debt we can't back out of. Nothing that they can take from you. Nothing that they can do to me. Nothing I wouldn't do for you. Nothing left here but you and me. There's nothing they would do for you. Differently than I even listen. They don't even glean what we're existing in. There's nothing here but love for you. Groveling. Look what they're accomplishing. The systematic gods of all demolishing. But I never felt so brave as when I'm looking at your face. They can decimate my body, but my heart will not disgrace. They can torture and interrogate.